0: J.B.Q. And we are live. Welcome. What is this? Round Welcome. seven. I am back. I don't even know if it's round seven. It's it's, ten, it's, no, 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 no. it's episode nine. It's episode nine. Okay. Well, I'm back. That's all that matters. Yeah. We are having a great week. Eagles got the W. Here we go. Julian, sing us in.
1: we took a little we took a little week off from the usual turk and jewel and it was jewel matt and
0: noah it just uh, doesn't flow off the tongue the same way it doesn't but you're back i am and i'm i'm ready i don't remember Uh, what my predictions were but i'm pretty sure they won
1: credit actually we tied last week two weeks ago um and so <laughs> credit to Noah for filling in. Um, Cause I brought, it was funny. I texted him literally like the night before we did it,
0: like asking him if he could fill in. So short notice, you know, did a solid, you know, job. Did a solid got job, had the takes um, on hand.
1: Unfortunately for Noah in his predictions, he picked the Pats to beat the chiefs last week and, this was the day before we found out that Cam Newton got COVID. <laughs> but we're not starting with NFL. We're not starting there. We're not starting there. We're starting with the NBA because remember, remember, we got to go furthest in the playoffs to the late to earliest. It's the uh, that's the track. So starting with the NBA Finals, the Lakers up. Uh, Three games to one on the Heat.
0: Before we even get into it, can we just say how well the NBA – I mean, we, we, we've given the NBA tons of props in, on this podcast, but let's just realize that they're about to finish the playoffs, crowned a championship – or crown a champion. And they've had zero people with COVID since they've started this bubble, including when they're letting the families in with the coaches, with everything going on. Props to them they the, it again
1: they were the first league in the United States to get a big uh, agreement I, I hate to do this but I don't think we need to spend that much time on this is do you I, see any way the heat win
0: I really I really want to talk about the finals but I'm like I like the heat coming into it because of their chemistry because of how they work together but they've just had so much trouble without bam they've had just multiple injuries. Butler hasn't been a hundred percent and the Lakers just look like they're on a mission. I mean, uh, Bam, Bam played game four. Right. But I mean, he's, he's still been in somewhat. He's, I mean, his actual time he's missed hasn't been a ton, but he's still not playing to his, uh, possibility capabilities and he's still messing with the chemistry of the team and not able to play the same amount of minutes.
1: Well, Ed, if you think about it, his matchup has gotten a lot harder because he went from having Daniel Tice and Enos Cancer, Robert Williams, it doesn't matter, to JaVale
0: McGee, Dwight Howard, and Anthony Davis. I think they're fighting a losing battle. I think it's a shame that it has to end like this. I think maybe they get one more, but I I don't see them taking it to seven.
1: I don't either. I I I gotta say I think I think think it's over in five. I think the the Lakers are gonna close it out tomorrow night. But look, the Heat haven't played terribly outside of game one. Game one they got crushed.
0: Game everything went particularly great either. What? I mean game game one was game one was crazy ugly. Game two wasn't particularly great either. But they didn't get blown out of the water like they did in game one. It, it was still the Lakers handling them.
1: Games three and four, they've been in the game. I mean, obviously, they were in the game in game three. They won game three. Um, but, like, you just kind of get the feeling that even as they were closing the lead in game four at times, it just – the Lakers just never seemed like they were out of control. I mean – Rajon Rondo has been fantastic. Dwight Howard, as we mentioned earlier, has been very, very good. And, I mean, KCP and Danny Green and Kuz and all those, like, role guys and Caruso, they haven't been lighting it up, I wouldn't say, but they've been good enough. They have the two best players in the series in LeBron and AD. All these guys have to be is above average, and they're
0: going to win the game. And that's That's true. And I mean, really from the start, I mean, I've had some criticism of the Lakers because they only have those two and the rest is sort of a jumble around them. But really credit some of those players because, yes, they haven't played great. They've been still playing solid and being average to above average without screwing the game, which is sounds a lot easier than it is.
1: The heat, the way for them to win this series was you know that you're not going to beat LeBron and AD. You have to beat the rest of the guys, and they haven't been doing enough of that. And all credit where credit is due. Spo is a great coach. The fact that they're here is impressive. They've, they're putting up a good fight. I will give them that, and it's really tough, especially now without Goran Dragic. He, was, he underrated key piece for them.
0: Very true. I mean, even even the way that you're talking about it, though, shows how much talent um, most people see each side. Where most people aren't – like, when most people talk about this matchup, they're going, it's, it's good for the heat that they got here and not really even putting them in the same conversation as the Lakers. Because everyone's sort of giving them a pat on the back and being like, look, you made it to the championship, great job. Where everyone's like, the Lakers – I mean, the, the Lakers are the better team, and it's very much shown uh, throughout the series, even though the Heat have stuck with them re- more recently in the past few games. Um, so, speaking of playoffs,
1: great segue. I know, killing it. You, you always get it with the segues. Um, let's talk some MLB playoffs. So we're actually tuning in at a perfect time. Because the uh, series are just about wrapping up, um, and I have been—I'm so far I'm two for two, um, on my series calls. About to be three for three, and uh, four for the Rays win. I thought you you picked. I thought you picked Yankees. So I can I contradict myself. I contradict myself here. I picked the, I picked the Rays to win the series, but I still have a feel, like I had the Yankees as my team to go to the World Series.
0: Yeah, so I, I realize like that now a that may, game five <laughs>
1: may have slightly so been a contradiction, winning. but I picked the Astros. The Astros won. I picked the uh, Braves. The Braves won in the three, and um, I went with the Dodgers. And we, by the way, we called we, we we were right. It was going to be Dodgers, Padres, and Dodgers
0: are taking it to them. I mean, I mean, it's, so I mean honestly, it's sort of been a very disappointing playoffs. <laughs> I mean, huge MLB fan. The wild card round was fun. I mean, that the extra teams that was very interesting. But I mean, since then, usually the MLB is known for. Like, some turnovers, some interesting series. I mean, you look at it, the Braves just dominated the Marlins 3-0. The Marlins finally got killed like everyone's been waiting for. The Astros went 4-4, and that's all because of an athletics home run to uh, take the lead uh, in yesterday's game that was last second. I mean, other than the Yankees' Rays, all the series have sort of been dead. I mean, the Dodgers and Padres have had a little bit of fire, but, like, the Dodgers have been the better team by a lot. They're up 8-3 right now, about to go um, to the next round as well. And I'm sort of just looking. I'm like, Dodgers, Braves, Astros, possibly Yankees, like, those are the four teams people would have set the beginning of the year. I usually come at the NBA for being so predictable like that. Usually the MLB is not like that. So I'm sort of disappointed by the outcomes this year. Not to mention – I'm not rooting for the Braves, not rooting for the Astros. The Yankees won, I'm not rooting for them. So I guess I would have to root for the Dodgers, but I'm hoping the, I'm hoping the Rays can win.
1: Yeah, man, the MLB is,
0: is not doing well. I mean,
1: look, I mean, in terms of the teams that are – in terms of the performances of the teams, they've done right. well to get through a season. Fair play. Right, right. Um, they've done well to get into a bubble –
0: they they also announced a few days ago that they're going to bring fans in for the uh, NLCS and ALCS as well as the World Series. Huh. It's an interesting turn, but yeah. I think the
1: Marlins making the playoffs hurt the MLB because I think that's a team that probably should not be there. And you knew that at some point the Marlins were going to get embarrassed like this in the series. Let's be real. The Marlins yeah. were a team. They're eh. They're not, they, they weren't, weren't very the good heads. coming
0: into the season. Oh, they were supposed to be total garbage coming into the season. They had some young players really step up, and that was good for them. But when you're, this, when you're this into the playoffs, it's sort of like, oh, that's a cool story. But then as long as it's good games, because once it stops being good games, you're like, I don't want this to be part of the playoffs. Like, this is not what we wanted. We wanted, like, we wanted competition.
1: So that's one issue, and the other, and and the other issue that that's going on in the MLB playoffs. The longer the Astros are in the playoffs, the worse it is for the MLB. Agreed. Well, yeah. If the uh, team that you didn't punish last year plays well this year,
0: that's 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 a bad look. Every okay. team is pissed. To counter that, yeah, in my opinion, it's a bad look for the commissioner and maybe a bad look for the integrity of the game. But as a product, you're loving it because like going into the season, what was the team that everyone was paying attention to? It was the Astros because no one wants to see the Astros win. All the talk was about how the Astros were cheaters, want to lose. The longer that the Astros are here, the more people are going to be like, we don't want to see cheaters win, even though the MLB – Messed up with this decision; they shouldn't even be in this position. We can't let we can't see the Astros win. So I do think there's some of that um, enemy in you, um, or enemy in them that is bringing a better product to the MLB.
1: Oh no, I I, I guess you with the viewership and stuff, but I just mean for the game, for the MLB, for what the league is, right? As a league, the longer that the Astros are in the playoffs, the worse it looks on you. Like, yeah, that's, if, the Astros, yeah. if the Astros win the World Series, they're, I'm, I'm wondering, you
0: think there's going to be some sort of strike or anything like that? Like, That is, I think, the worst case scenario because I don't think it's awful if they make the World Series. I think people would be very – I think at that point people would be very tuned in. Yeah. But if they win the World Series, I think that would be a breaking point for a lot of people. So, I mean, although you'd then have a second World Series win for the Astros that sort of has an asterisk with it. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> one of but the they weirdest, still have the uh, trophies for both. Franchise. That is that is true. That is true. Let's let's hope the Astros don't make it that far.
1: Yeah, I mean. I I don't think that they have a shot against. To be to be honest, I I don't think they're a good enough baseball team to be either the Yankees or the Rays. Um, but
0: that's why they play them out, huh? Very true. It's sort of funny because I was coming at them during the season as calling them a fringe playoff team and predicting that from the beginning, and they really I mean they were a fringe playoff team. They had the worst record out of any. A L playoff team who made it but since the playoffs they have sort of came out with a vengeance and sort of uh sort of got rejuvenated and realized how much the MLB was against them and even even the little things like when they're playing at the Dodgers stadium even though they're not playing the Dodgers it's just where the bubble is the Dodgers keeping an extra eye on them and, like, having their security do specific things for the Astros to protect um, them and the integrity. I think there is a little bit more fire under the Astros. From a talent level,
1: I would be surprised if they made it. But, like, again, with with what you're saying, I like, based on that, it wouldn't surprise me if somehow, some way, they – dug their way in and got there. But I, it's possible. Don't think it's likely. So
0: the good, the good thing I would say is that I think this playoffs has been similar to the NBA, where it's like the beginning of the playoffs are short of nothing because um, there's so many bad teams left, and it just wasn't that interesting because a lot of things that were expected happened. Um, and I think part, part of the reason of that is because of the expanded playoffs. But that being said, one of the the NBA, uh, the NBA semifinals and finals are always must-watch TV because they're almost always the teams that you are expecting to be there. And I'm looking at the MLB, and if you can't get excited for like a Yankees Astros or a Braves Dodgers game, I mean that that's going to be talent against talent. Those should be really good <laughs> series.
1: Oh, yeah. These are, these are going to be tough, tough series. Um, regardless of who comes out of uh, Rays Yankees. And, yeah, I, I, at this point, the Dodgers have loaded the bases in the top of the ninth. Um, and they're up eight to three. So I don't think they're going
0: to lose this one. Um, yeah. The thing that I would see, so, did you see Cody Bellinger's, wait, real quick. Did you see Cody Bellinger's catch last night? Uh, yeah, I did. Two nights ago. To, yeah, yeah, yeah to rob fernando Tatis junior of a two run uh tie and take the lead game uh home run it was, that was that was insane that was the best moment of the playoffs by far but continue
1: i i i think it's time to jump into the nfl man i think that's a perfect segue we're going to do something a lot different i like to switch it up with the nfl every week cuz we could do the same, recap the old, bring in the new, but why do that? We're gonna do not
0: about that here at TJVQ.
1: We're gonna do our quarter season carnival. Now, for our quarter season carnival, we have got a a a, a, com, a compilation of a few things I want us to do. We're gonna go with um, we'll do so. We'll do two divisions. We'll do a uh, an upstart and and uh, a disappointment. We'll do predictions, and um, that'll be that. So, start it off. What
0: is your most exciting division? Most exciting, most dreaded. I don't know. I'm. Do I? I, I just want to talk about this division. NFC East, NFC East, whatever you want to call it. Eagles, Dallas, Washington football team, and the Giants. Oh, Eagles. bad teams. <laughs> Eagles pulling out the win against the uh, beat-up uh, Niners to take the lead over the division with a single win. The entire division has a combined – Two wins now, out against uh, teams outside of their division, and that's including an onside kick win, comeback from Dallas. There's so much to say about it. Let me just tell you, it is so uh, rewarding to watch Dallas right now. I mean, dude, their defense sucks. And the best part is that we—I mean, we've been talking about this for a while. We've been saying – I mean, the national media has totally messed up where everyone was talking about Dallas being a top-five team. They got CeeDee Lamb. Everything's going right. What did I tell you on draft night about CeeDee Lamb? I hoped they got him because they did nothing to address their secondary and their defense, and it is so glaring what, with their team. They just lost Alden Smith, too. I was watching the Cleveland game, and we'll get, we'll get to Cleveland later. They looked good. But, like, Dallas couldn't stop them at all. The only reason why there was somewhat of a comeback near the end of the game was because Cleveland was solely trying to run, and they were still having some success, but they were solely trying to run and run the clock out because they had a d- over-20-point lead.
1: You would have thought that with Mike McCarthy, there would have been more organization. They would have at least looked more competent. But they just... Dude, they can't stop
0: anybody. I mean, this is why I don't put as much on Howie Roseman as I do on other teams. I don't put as much on the Eagles as I do as a Dallas, for instance, because you look at Dallas, they haven't had many injury issues. They haven't had many big pieces fall down at all. They're basically just a team that's put together badly.
1: They uh they don't have they don't have Leighton Vander Esch or Sean Lee, but fair enough. Which those are their two linebackers, but like they they which would I I do think that would help their run their run stopping, but Russell Wilson torching them and Baker Mayfield torching them and um. Matt Ryan torching them has (laughs) nothing to do with Sean Lee or Leighton Vander Esch.
0: Exactly, and that that is why I think the Eagles are just a better team and a better run franchise. Because you look at the Eagles, and yes, they're running on a high because they just beat the the Super Bowl uh, former Super Bowl candidate, and um, yes, they looked pretty bad, lost to the Washington football team tied the Bengals, lost pretty handily to the Rams. But you look at their roster and they're depleted. And yes, they're an old team, but they're still doing things in games and they're still making plays and having guys come up from the practice squad and make plays. And you don't see that same fight from a full almost at full capacity uh team in the Dallas Cowboys. And I think that's why I'm much more of an uh, of not only an Eagles fan, but much more of an Eagles believer in this uh, division. And let's be
1: real. The Washington football team just benched Dwayne Haskins. They are not good enough to make the playoffs.
0: The funniest thing is that if let's say some something happens and now uh, they bring in a new quarterback, he starts playing well, they're right in the division. All you need to do at this point is win one game and you are in the uh, talks for winning a division. This is in, in the week. NFC East alone.
1: This is a big week. The Giants play the Cowboys this week. Any division game is very, very important in this division because the way that the first tiebreaker works, they go off your record in the division. Right? If you've split. Obviously, if one team has won both games, they take the tiebreaker. But if you've split with that team, it goes to the, the next thing it goes to, it goes to your record in the division. So, obviously, the Giants without Saquon Barsley should be of no threat to the Cowboys. But the way their defense plays, who knows?
0: Daniel Jones could throw for four touchdowns this week, and I wouldn't be that shocked. <laughs> the, the one thing I would say is I think they're a terrible matchup with the Giants because. I mean let's look at the Giants biggest issue offensively for the past I don't know how many years their offensive line is not there. I mean that's Saquon couldn't even do much with it and that's Saquon Barkley. Um and you look at the Dallas defense. The one thing that they do have some of is a pass rush. Yeah. So I think I don't see Dallas dropping this game, but I mean if they if they lose this game they're in a big uh, big warning for spiraling.
1: And, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I just – I have no idea. I, I don't want to pick the Eagles because I don't – like, the <laughs> NFC East is notorious for having a different champion every single season. They're notorious for it. Since 2004, every single season, they have, they have never had a back-to-back champion. That being said, like I look at the Eagles, and I'm like, okay, they're depleted. Carson Wentz is not playing well. Doug Peterson is Mr. Riverboat Gambler, and it's working 50% of the time. And their defense has no linebacking core. However, Dallas can't play defense, and Dak is inconsistent. Washington doesn't really have very much talent. And the New game. York Giants couldn't block a feather from tickling Daniel Jones' nose.
0: Yes, <laughs> I'm the picking Eagles. the
1: Eagles if they get healthy, but
0: like You're picking them by default.
1: <laughs> I guess I could easily see the Cowboys putting up seventy five points a game and winning some games.
0: Oh god, they're they're just such awful football teams. I think that the Eagles are a better team. The one place that I'm worried about is when the Eagles and Dallas face off because I mean especially if they don't have players back you're looking at guys who can't really get a ton of space outside of a Greg Ward I don't think Fulgham is going to be doing every doing having a big catch every game and that's where I worry with the defense because if The Eagles receivers can't get open on that on a Dallas type of defense. Um, not to mention that, uh, the Dallas receivers I mean, the Eagles' secondary hasn't been great for years, even with Slay, they haven't looked great, but especially against a depth team similar to the Rams, who have like a Robert Woods, uh, Cooper Cup, uh, Tyler Higby. I mean, Dallas has those types of weapons on the outside. I could see it being a bad matchup for them. That's, that's my only worry with the Eagles, I think. And, yeah, I mean, obviously the injuries.
1: That's the thing is when I look at the matchup, I genuinely think that, like, if it's going to be a shootout, I'm going to take the Cowboys because they have ridiculous weapons. But if it's going to be a defensive battle, I'm going to take the Eagles because I trust Carson Wentz to make a play in the fourth quarter more than I trust Dak Prescott.
0: The other problem with the shootout is especially especially looking at Wentz has been this year. I mean, like we'll we'll only look at the past four games if it's a shootout. How worried are you with turnovers? Because turnovers are huge in shootouts. They both turn the ball over. Yes, but Carson Wentz needs to step it up decision making wise. I think he did that last game. Well, it's gonna be a huge test to see what he can do or how he'll look um with a depleted offense against a stout uh Pittsburgh defense this week. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs>
1: So let's I, I gotta jump into my division before we get to uh our predictions for the week My predict my division to watch so we got everything in this division we got the team that's doing the best may not be playing for the foreseeable future um technically te- I get it technically they do have a game coming up. Jerry's still out. <laughs> Oh, interesting have, division
0: you're going there. We
1: have a team that is underachieving by miles and just fired their head coach. Very much not the division I was expecting. And we have two teams that are kind of just like, well, eh. Eh. I'm going with the NFC, AFC South. Now, th- look. I don't know what division you were thinking I was going to go for. I don't care. But – The thing is, look, the Titans, there's a very realistic possibility that the Titans-Bills game that has been postponed to Tuesday gets canceled this week. If a single Titans player tests positive for COVID, that game is canceled because the Titans were being morons and were not following the mask practices. And this resulted in a bunch of their players getting COVID. Their game was canceled last week. Over 22 at this point. Over 22. And, look, I think that they are by far the best team in the division. It's not close. The Texans are not coming back from 0-4. I don't care who they have as their head coach right now. It's not happening. The Jaguars, they found – it's weird. The Jaguars have found a little something offensively. They definitely have a rhythm. But they have no defense. They can't stop anybody. Their defense is worse than the Cowboys' defense. It is. They just gave up, what was it, 20-something points to Ryan Tannehill last week? Not Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is much better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. I was about to say. They gave up a bunch of points to Ryan Fitzpatrick last week. And that Dolphins offense has absolutely nobody noteworthy on it. Um, And then you got the Colts. Who really strong defensive team? But like Philip Rivers is their quarterback. Are you really trusting a team led by Philip freaking Rivers to win a division? No. no. So like, if the tight, but like if the Titans have to forfeit games, <laughs> obviously they can't win the division. Do you think that like the other thing is is if the Titans? don't play this week. They will have gone two weeks. They will have had two consecutive buys, right? Two straight weeks without a game. And you know that if they get the full, if they're getting their full 16 in, they're going to have to do some sort of thing where they take less days off, right? They'll probably have to play some sort of Wednesday, Wednesday type of deal. So if that's the deal, their season has just gotten a whole lot harder than it otherwise would have been. What, what are your thoughts? I've been rambling for a while. What are your thoughts?
0: Oh, there's so many different directions it could go. I really oh, – I definitely think it's a Titans division to lose, but you have to be on the field to lose. I I don't know what the NFL is going to do with this. I mean, they really. I mean, this is where their their planning could totally bite them in the um <clears throat> because they did nothing to plan for this. They didn't even change their schedule. This was, they're playing the originally scheduled um games from before the pandemic, and it's showing because now. They already had their bye week. There's not another week here to move it. And not to mention, everyone always wants to say, well, you can just move the playoffs back a week. Maybe you can do that with the Pro Bowl and change that. You can't really move the Super Bowl after that. If this happens one more time, what do you do? Like Everyone wants to look the other way and look at football and just watch and enjoy that we're having football. But there could be some serious problems coming down from this.
1: Yeah, they've they've gotten very lucky so far. That they've only had to reschedule one game, and right. look, we uh, we're we're filming the, we're we're recording this on on Friday morning, Thursday night, whatever you want to call it. There is a very realistic possibility that by Sunday, we could hear. Look, the Titans have no cases. The game is on, and this will all be a moot point. But even or- so, it's still they still have a game that they have to make up somewhere, right? And they still have this whole extra bye week thing. They have another bye week, which actually may be an advantage for
0: them. But They'll we'll, we'll probably get the game rescheduled then.
1: Well, but how? Because if you think about it, if the two teams have different bye weeks, right? When the Titans have a bye week, the Steelers have a game. When the Steelers right. have you'll, a bye you'll, week,
0: you'll, they'll the have Titans to shift have a game. The, they'll have to shift the entire schedule. I mean, right. they already started doing that with the, with the Steelers, but it's, it's a mess because you look at that and you're like, if it's just the Titans, you can figure something out. Even if they have to, like, forfeit a game, take a tie, whatever, they can figure something out. The problem is what happens when it's another team? What happens when the Patriots have more than just Cam Newton? What happens when a different team has a major outbreak? Because let's be real, it's been, it, it took three weeks for this to happen. There's 16 weeks – or 17 weeks in a season. What are the chances that this doesn't happen to anyone else? I think it's tiny.
1: Well, we were saying that with baseball. But the difference with baseball, right? You can do double headers in baseball.
0: Exactly. Right? If you and, miss a
1: three-game and- series, it, 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 it isn't it is ideal if you miss an entire series. But, like – they built in extra time for that. And what you can do is if you have three games, you can play you can play three games in two days. That is doable in baseball. Right. The NFL and that is the-, the whole you have so much buildup to every game. You have four days of practice, of film. Even Thursday night games are a ton of preparation that's compacted. How can you do how can you like it's not like soccer you can't just squeeze a game in between two Sunday games, can you?
0: Right, that that's the thing. There's two there's two points you just made there. One, the MLB planned for this. They knew that they had they built in a few extra days to their schedule to with their playoffs with their regular season even though it was a much shorter season. I mean, that was within that was uh what was it? 7 weeks compared to 16 weeks. Um they also knew that they could do doubleheaders. They put the rules in place so that they could do seven-inning doubleheaders. The NFL, one, didn't plan for this. And two, their game doesn't form to this nearly as well because you look at the injury aspect of this. Baseball, you, can, you, you need to limit the pitchers. But other than that, you can play. You can continue playing baseball. There's been 20-inning baseball games. That's fine. There's a reason why the NFL overtime is only five minutes at, at most, and that's because – You can't play football that long because of the toll it takes on your body and because of the injury risk. And if you play a Sunday game, a Wednesday game, and a Sunday game, you're going to have a ton of injuries, and it's going to be a terrible look. I don't think they could do that because I think the players would have too much of a problem with it. I think the um, media and the fans would have too much of a problem with it. I I think the NFL built themselves up for disaster and were holding out on something saving them so we've gotten off topic a little bit
1: but i think this has actually turned into a really interesting discussion with that being said who do you think wins this division (laughs) like
0: oh it's so hard to make predictions this year when you have when you have teams you don't even know how much they're gonna play okay well okay let's hypothetically i think i think jacksonville still ends at the bottom Let's say the season finishes, Tennessee gets somewhat of their schedule in. They yeah. figure out some fair way of doing it. Um, Jacksonville ends at the end. I think Houston actually puts together a few wins, not a ton. Um, probably still end in third. Uh, I think I think Tennessee wins it. I think Tennessee has a more battle tested team with the playoffs a more um, a team who's sort of getting used to being this fringe playoff team and making it. Um, needing to play through the entire season, which they're obviously going to need to do right now, given that they're three, you know, and the Colts are right behind them at three and one. Um, and I just don't like the Colts' offense nearly enough to pick them as a division winner. Really, as a playoff team, I mean, I think they could sneak into the playoffs with the extra wild card, but
1: their schedule is not hard. The only tough games that they have left on their schedule are their division games. And then they've got
0: Whoa. No 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 they got, they got a four game stretch of Ravens, Titans, Packers, Titans. Yeah. That's their and then only... they got the, the Sealers later.
1: Yeah, oh and the Raiders. Have... The Raiders are a solid team. They not by then. I think they have looking at their schedule, I could easily see them finishing ten and six.
0: I could easily see them doing that, but I could also see them. Being an eight, I, th- I think they're an eight and eight team. I don't think they're going to win all those games.
1: I think they've. I think if they pull out, a, I think that you're underestimating the Colts.
0: I mean, they're gotta be real. Look, look. They lost to the Jaguars. They beat a Vikings team who started the season three and zero, and then they beat the Jets and the Bears. I mean, the Bears are a fairly solid team, but that's that's not a great resume. I mean, the loss to the Jaguars is pretty glaring. Oh, the, Jets, the the Jets are the Jets are a buy the Vikings I mean the Vikings have looked pretty bad so far they're starting to put some stuff together
1: they look better than the Texans did
0: well i'm not, I'm not putting the Texans any I'm not putting the Texans up there I think Texans and Colts will no no, no i I think the Colts will be the better team than the Texans i I think I think it's so the last two wins. to lose I think one, it's one two <laughs> three four. Just just because I think there's a better team five, doesn't mean that I think they're gonna sweep the season series. But Seven. I I think that, I think Texans win beat the Colts one of the times. But I I do I think the Titans win it. I really do. But undefeated you know so far, I think they there's a good chance they'll be undefeated through five weeks with only three wins. So you know what? I'm gonna go with the Colts for the
1: division. Oh. the Colts! You gotta remember, man. The Colts beat the Chiefs last year. Didn't the Colts beat the Pats last year too? Maybe not. But the Colts are not a bad football team. So, but, I've, I've gotten this off track again. We've got our th- – we're going we through n- three games. I dude, the slate this week is
0: terrible.
1: Yeah. The Although only- we now
0: have Tuesday night football, so that's pretty fun.
1: Dude, honestly, if, if I'm going to be real, the only game that I really want to watch is Titans-Bills this week.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Eagles, Eagles-Steelers should be a fun one. Uh, Eagles-Steelers, I think, will be a very interesting game. Yeah, I'm not saying it's going to so. be the best-played game. I don't think it's going to be the best-played game on both sides, but I think it's two very interesting teams where I still don't think you know a ton of what you're getting in the Eagles, um, especially because you now know that the Eagles have – time in their division to really find a rhythm and I think the Steelers are a team that has a very good defense has an offense that has maybe played a little bit over their head at times this season and there's people are still trying to figure out what they are as a team and where they what their ceiling really is so I think I think that's a great game I I really do think that will be well that's our first game on the docket so you got (laughs) oof I like. I really liked what I saw out of Doug Peterson this week. Ironically, I think Carson Wentz played better. I think he had better decision making. I think he knew when to throw the throw the ball away. Um, but I think we also can't undermine the fact that Doug Peterson's play calling was extremely better this week. They were calling plays to eliminate their uh, weakness in the offensive line right now, which. For years, I've been saying they need to roll out Carson once more, eliminate eliminate being uh, having the offensive line, and you have to do screens, which they've also been doing a lot. And on top of that, I think Wentz has gotten a little bit more comfortable with his legs where I think he was still taking time um, or sort of hesitating to run, and I think he knew that His coaching staff didn't want him to run. And I think now, because he's been under such scrutiny and because it's been some time since that ACL, I think he's realizing that people are more willing to see him run now because um, there's more at stake in a way. And I think that's going to play into their favor. And I think it'll be a good game. I really could see it going either way. But I want to pick the hometown team.
1: Dude, you're crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. What on earth are you talking about? Look, let's be real. The Eagles scraped by in that game against the 49ers backups. They won. They pulled it out, but they scraped by in that
0: oh, game. Can we, can we stop with this whole 49ers backups?
1: Look, no, 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 no. they are was- because I, I, don't, I don't mean to say that to, to, to give the Eagles less credit because it was not you're, – you're right, you're right. That would be harsh because they still had a majority of their defense. They still had their O-line. And credit to the Eagles where credit is due, they bullied the 49ers' O-line on Sunday Night Football. Fletcher that Cox was and, Fletcher that was Cox the and Brandon Graham and Malik Jackson. And, dude, it didn't even matter who they threw out there.
0: Like uh, Bridgewater, was it? Bridgewater had a good, had a very good game. Uh, Gerald Avery, exactly, exactly.
1: They had Gerald
0: Avery had a good game.
1: Everyone was in that Niners backfield. Nick Mullins had no time to throw.
0: So I, I Nick Mullins looked like speak. a stud last week, and look, Nick Mullins looked like a stud last week.
1: He looked like a stud against the Jets and the
0: Giants. Calm down. But uh, like I'm just. I'm just saying it, even if even if it was against two bad teams it's not like he was beating himself because he were he was able to handily beat those other teams. Okay, but
1: on that pick 6 he threw the ball straight to the linebacker. There was no what I no, no 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 no. There was <laughs> no reason that that ball should have left his hand. He took a
0: ball and he threw it to an eagle and said, "Here you go." Totally agreed, but it's the same thing that ha- was happening with Carson Wentz. At some point, you get so much um, people in your face, so much pressure, and so little faith in your offensive line that you start not being able to focus. You start making bad decisions, and I think that's where it came from.
1: And, that yes, means- it was a
0: bad decision. It's a rookie mistake. It's, he's, not, he's not a Brady. He's not a Breeze. He's nowhere near that. But he's, like he was still playing well going into this game, and the Eagles defense put a good game out there.
1: This is not the Gas Up Nick Mullen show. <laughs> so, look, look, look. Here's the deal. I think it was a, much, a must win for the Eagles. I think that that was a game that if you lose, that is a game that derails your entire season. I think that the faith in Carson wins has is starting to be restored a little bit. But come on, dude. The Steelers are a complete football team. They have a top five defense, and they have an offense that is definitely much improved from the joke that it was last year, now that they have a real NFL quarterback. I'm sorry. Like, the, if, you, if you look at both sides of the ball, the Steelers are the better football team. And it's not like they have that chump Jason Garrett or that chump Mike McCarthy as their head coach <laughs> like they've got over in Dallas. Or the alien that's Adam Gase up in New York. Or Bill O'Bozo O'Brien, who's finally been fired up in Houston. Oh, my gosh. Mike Tomlin is a Super Bowl-winning head coach. And I think that he has a better football team partially because of health reasons than Doug Peterson does. Like, you can't look – if you look at the players on the field, the players in black and yellow are better than the players in green and white for the most part. And I just – I just don't see the Eagles winning this game. The other thing you got to remember, Pittsburgh is coming off of a bye. They have two that, weeks yeah, rest.
0: That, that really played against the Eagles. But – um. Yes. Yes. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure about it. I really, I think it's, I think it could really go either way. The thing that I would, two things to say. One, the Steelers offense sort of runs through the run game, right? The Eagles defense has been known to be a good run defense. I think if you force Roethlisberger um, to throw way more than he's used to, um i think that with slay on juju i think they could i think they could hold them as a defense if they can stop that run um the other thing i I would want to point out with the eagles is that exactly what you're saying has been the bait of everyone who goes against the eagles and it's also been the bane of them because if you look at the past few years the eagles have succeeded at the times when people see it least if we go into the season And you're looking at the schedule. You see Washington football team, Rams, and the Bengals. If you go into that and see an uh, 0-2-1 team, no one is thinking that you get a win in San Francisco with half your team out. No one is thinking that you make the playoffs last year when you're playing with a bunch of practice squad guys. The Eagles practice squad has been a carousel of players who have just played way better than uh, they should have. And – That's why I'm saying you got to be careful with the Eagles because that has been their trap, has been getting people to sleep on them over nothing. Or not over nothing, over injuries and over looking bad at times when for some reason, some magic that Doug Peterson has, some magic that Nick Foles had a few years ago, they play well with their back up against the wall and when no one thinks they will.
1: All right, so we're going different ways on this one.
0: Next game, let's go Raiders-Chiefs. Who you got? Um, Definitely the Raiders, right? No, like, no, it's the Chiefs. Come on. They're 4-0. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. The Raiders have played well. They played better than they should be playing. They're not. It's, this isn't going to be a good game. I don't have much to say. You got, You got it. You know, Ride what Patrick in? Mahomes a I'm little in, bit.
1: I'm in, in – you know what? I'm actually in contradictory mode this week. Look, I think it's a trap game. There's always one or two of those games that the Chiefs just, for whatever reason, lose a game they shouldn't lose because Andy Reid will always do that. Even when he wins the Super Bowl, he will always lose a game that he, to a team that he should not lose to. Here's, here's, here's why I think this one's got real bearings. The 49ers have two players, not the 49ers, the Raiders. The Raiders have two players that can impose huge matchup problems and allow them to control the ball. They've got Josh Jacobs, who is a great way to keep Pat Mahomes off the field for as much time as humanly possible. And they've got Darren Waller. And I don't think... That There's many guys in the NFL who can stop Darren Wilder when the Raiders put him into their game plan. Now, again, stopping Pat Mahomes is pretty much impossible. You have to limit him. And I just think this is just going to be one of those games the Chiefs are riding high off of two dominant wins. They've beaten pretty much every single playoff team from last year, um, with the exception of the... That they've played against, with the exception of the Titans. They like, beat the Pats, the Chiefs – they are the Chiefs. They beat the Pats, the Ravens um, – who did they play week one? The Texans.
0: And the Texans, yeah.
1: But do, beat three you three could teams also
0: – you, you could also say that the Chargers game that went into overtime was, it, was their trap game that they hit already.
1: No. Um – I think that the well, if you're going by that, the Raiders are a better team than the Chargers. Also, division games are here. To the other thing, division games tend to be closer um, because it's the NFL, and you always play tougher against teams in your division because you see them twice a year. And I think the Raiders are a better division rival than the Chargers are. So. It's not going to happen often. You can't go – you're not going – they're not going 19-0. I think this is where the Chiefs pick up a loss.
0: I agree with you that they're going to lose soon. I agree with you that uh, to pick the underdog sometimes, I'm just not feeling it this week, especially with the Raiders team that already seemed to have a peak against the Saints, and I think have had a little bit of a letdown now and may have a little bit of – I don't want to say crushed spirits, but – be down on themselves a little bit. Um, I, I, just, I just don't see it. I, I don't think this is the time for a Chiefs uh, L. All
1: right, man. Fair enough. Next game. So we got two very different picks. Keep in mind, the, Chiefs, the, the Raiders have also had a tough schedule to start. But anyway, anyway, we got the last game of the day, which may happen, may not happen, allegedly happens, Tuesday night football.
0: Actually, Everyone's a really favorite. good game. It a should, really, it should be a
1: fun one. I'm glad it's
0: going to be a good time. Bills oh, Titans. Oh, It's going to be real fun. Um, I like the Bills. I like, I like the Bills going out. I think their defense is really good. I think Josh Allen has really, I thought he played an incredible year last year. I still think he's been able to step up his game a little bit with Stephon Diggs there um and i think josh allen's legs is also totally underrated in the nfl um the titans are going to be coming off of a weird two weeks one that even though they've had a bye they haven't been able been preparing for the bills this entire time um on top of that they're not going to be at full strength because i mean i can't imagine all 22 guys are going to be Back from COVID at full strength and ready to play by then. Um, I'm riding with a hot hand in the Bills.
1: Um, yeah, Josh Allen has thrown for 12 touchdowns and one pick so far this season. Not too bad. And they're okay. like we talked about before when we when, we, when we when you talked about the Bills last year what you really noticed was they had a great run game and they played really good defense, right? Now what they've added is they've added to that. Their quarterback has taken it to the next level. Josh Allen has upped his game this year, and he has a potent group of receivers to throw to. John Brown and Cole Beasley are solid number two and number three receivers.
0: They're not number ones.
1: They're not number one exactly but when you're looking and you have someone to attract the attention like Stefan Diggs there are guys who if they're left one on one they'll burn you and Josh Allen is just he's just on fire i mean the titans again you you, you touched on it the titans are not fully healthy and they're coming off of a, a span they haven't been able to practice for a week and a half I just can't see them playing against this well-drilled, tough-minded Bulls, Bills team and really making a game out of it. I'm, I'm going to go with the Bills. So we've been going for a while. Um, it's time to wrap it up with our two favorite segments that recur every time. Winner and loser of the week who you got for the winner
0: oh lots of lots of interesting ones we have touched on the eagles a little bit we've touched on nba a little bit i'm gonna go a different direction i'm gonna go with a team who benefited from the dallas this week but not the team i'm going with baker mayfield had a little bit or definitely had a rough start with the browns after winning the Heisman coming into a rough situation, having uh, he's onto his third head coach, but now Stefanski looks like he is drilling some really nice plays into their playbook. I mean, you you watch that game. I mean, two the two biggest plays of that game, one was right at the beginning to kick off the scoring, wasn't even in Baker Mayfield's hand. Jarvis uh, a lateral to Jarvis Landry to OBJ um for a long touchdown the other one is as Dallas is coming back at the end of the game they're within 11 points now um a what was it it was a counter it was just so an o- literally right. literally they had Odell
1: Beckham run behind run, run uh run in motion and they gave, handed him the ball behind the line of scrimmage and he took it 50 yards
0: right that was the play and you look at that coaching and the coaching has been much better play calling wise and he has weapons around him now, and they're benefiting from it. And Mayfield, yes, he's been playing better, but I think it's somewhat a product of the system where I think they're putting him in a much better position to win. And he's not doing anything special out there, but he's putting the ball where it needs to be. He does have – I mean, you look at the starting guys. You got OBJ on one side been incredible been a superstar at times obviously isn't that right now you got Jarvis Landry on the other side always been a very solid possible one definitely a great two then at tight end you still got David Njoku who's about to be back plus Austin Hooper, who's underrated had an incredible season last year oh yeah and then on top of that They've been running so much because that's how Stefanski's been calling it, which takes the ball out of Mayfield's hands, but gives him more of a chance to succeed. Um, and they still have Chubb with Kareem Hunt behind him. Chubb is hurt now, but they still like doesn't matter. Kareem it Hunt doesn't like, matter.
1: You take you take either one of those guys as your starting running back.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just I just look at that situation and I think the Browns are finally doing something well. It's the first time they've been above 500 in like I think it was 10 years um and I think they're putting Mayfield in a position to possibly save his career because if this went downhill fast it was over and now you're looking at 3-1 you're looking at having somewhat of a base you sort of are getting a feel for winning which the Browns obviously haven't had I think this has been a good situation for Mayfield I really do
1: statistically it has not been his best year but look he's 3 and 1 and he's on a good football team they i i we may i may have jumped the gun a little bit when they got blown out week 1 uh because it was the baltimore ravens but they they do look better um i'm not quite ready to say that they're a playoff team yet especially given that they have another game against the Ravens and two more against the Steelers.
0: Um, they, and They the, play in a rough division.
1: Yeah, their division is tough. And the Bengals are not a slouch either. Joe Burrow has been playing well. Um, so I, I wouldn't say they're a playoff team yet, but definitely I would say, yeah, Baker Mayfield 100% is up there for a winner of the week. So my winner of the week is um, Deshaun Watson. He has been trapped by incompetence, by the absolute tick sucking the blood and life out of his playing career that is Bill O'Brien. And now, all it took was one shouting match with J.J. Watt, and Deshaun Watson has a new light. At the end of the tunnel. He's probably not not this year, because I don't know who the I I genuinely don't even know who their coordinators are. Um, probably <clears throat> incompetent since Bill O'Brien hired them. But you're looking at next year a chance to finally have a real coach who is not going to waste this man's talent. Please, Houston. Please. You just paid this man. Do not waste the next four years of his career. Do not let him be the next Matt Stafford, please.
0: I've, I have a question for you. What are you talking about? Deshaun Watson has been in the playoffs. He's been far in the playoffs.
1: He's not He's going not far, anywhere far. in the playoffs. He has not gone anywhere not. in the playoffs. They've won one or two. They've won one playoff game, maybe.
0: How are you gonna call him Matt Stafford? He's only been in the league like three years. Because no, no, no. that's not wasted. I'm he that's not could wasted. Matt
1: Stafford. If Bill uh, O'Brien, no, 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 let's be real. If Bill O'Brien had stayed their head coach this year, they would be a four and twelve team. They're
0: terrible. Oh my god. And then look how, because- how are you gonna say you're wasting Deshaun Watson when you're making the playoffs consistently? Even if you're not making a ton of noise, I know they haven't made it to a Super Bowl, I know they haven't made it um to an NF- or to an AFC championship. How could you say it's wasting when he's still making the playoffs though?
1: Because they're they're not talented enough to go anywhere in the playoffs. And you know that, Adam. You know that with this head coach they can't <laughs> make any noise in the playoffs. And Deshaun Watson, by himself, is good should be good enough to get this team to the playoffs. He should. The fact is, is that Bill O'Brien is literally draining him. And you knew sooner or later it was going to happen, especially since they traded how, Hop.
0: How many, how many quarterbacks are really good enough to take your team into the playoffs, in the, or to, to, to pull your team into the playoffs in the league? How, how many teams do you see that qu- one quarterback on them, and that means that they, they should be in the playoffs?
1: There's four, and I think Deshaun Watson is a quarterback of that caliber.
0: N- name the four. I see Russell Wilson
1: and Pat Mahomes. I would argue that back in his day, Tom Brady.
0: I would argue Aaron Rodgers can do it. He didn't oh, do it under on. Mike McCarthy. He didn't do it under Mike McCarthy. He's doing it with Aaron Jones uh, breaking out and Devontae Adams breaking out. Yes, he's doing a great job. I think he is. I don't think he wins by default on being on the team. I think Russell Wilson does. I, I just don't think that's fair to put that on Deshaun Sean Watson. Yet. And that's a good segue because I'm going into my loser. And first, I'd like to give props to the Steelers. They could definitely be a loser out of this week because out of no fault of their own, the Titans uh, had to cancel their game essentially which is a huge fallout on the Steelers because Steelers and Ravens were supposed to have a game uh, in three weeks. Almost definitely is going to be for the top of the division, and they were both supposed to have a bye before it. Well, now, because of this, Steelers don't get a full bye, which sucks for them because they don't get a full break now because they weren't expecting it. And two, now they're going to go play against the Ravens, which is going to be a huge game without the same rest, without the same game plan. And the Ravens are going to be coming off a bye week. So I think they're they're a loser. But the reason why I said it's a great segue is because I'm going to go somewhere else with this loser of the week. First off, Julian, who do you think is the best team in the league? Right now? Yeah. Chiefs. Okay. Next question. Who do you think is the second best team in the league? Seahawks. Okay, fine. What's the third bestie?
1: Just a toss-up between the Ravens and the Saints. Okay. Now, I know you hate Bill O'Brien,
0: but <laughs> – Damn, your face just dropped. But let's be clear. He was bad with the personnel. You, I mean, you, there's tons of things you could say about you can be getting more for DeAndre Hopkins even though they were trying to unload his cap. Whatever. He was bad with the personnel. He was bad with the power grab. But if you're the Texans, and you're riding with him through that trade, through the power grab, through the bad the bad trade of Laramie Tunsil, you're dealing with all of this. What is the timing of this at all? The argument with J.J. what? You lost to the Chiefs. You got killed by the Ravens. You got killed by the Steelers, who – the three of those teams haven't combined one loss, and you lost to the Vikings, which that's that was the, the coffin. That, that's the bad, but why now? Because I think that everyone's sort of saying, "Well, that the that Hopkins trade was awful," but if that was the case, they should have fired him then. They shouldn't have let that trade go through. I, I think I think the Texans screwed themselves because. Or I really no. I think Bill O'Brien is the loser out of this because he had a terrible schedule. Because no, stop it. If it I disagree with you. I if it was strictly inside. the personnel. If it was strictly the personnel, they would have gotten rid of him before because he's not been good with the personnel. But or they would have gotten rid of him at the end of the last offseason when they blew that lead in the playoff. But if he played, let's say, a Jets and a Washington football team, and then he played the Chiefs, for instance, and they're 2-1, and 2-2 two and two coming into this week. Do you think he gets fired? Probably not.
1: But do you really think – like, here's the thing. Here, here's, here's why I think he got fired. Do, do, you, okay, do you have did, more to say?
0: No, the only thing I would say is I don't think, I don't think he's a great – I don't think he was good for the Texans. I think, it's better, I think they're going to be a better team without him. I think he's a loser because I think the schedule killed his time with the Texans. Where I think if he got a different schedule, I think he would have been with them longer. That's where I think he's a loser.
1: So I I disagree with you on this. I think yes, he is the lo- he is a loser, um, in the sense that he didn't win a <laughs> game. There. <laughs> but there's a couple of reasons why I think he got fired. Now, first off, I don't think that I think that you're you're like. You're not taking into account the way that the Texans played in the games against the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Steelers. They didn't score a point in the second half of that Steelers game, Adam. Zero. They didn't score. How is that excusable? I understand. They're a good football team. You didn't score in the second half. In the first two games against the Chiefs and the Ravens, they weren't in the game. That's why he got – that's part of why he got fired. If you went out there and you played a tough game against those teams, against the two best teams in the league, if you played them tough and you lost, and you played tough against the Steelers and you lost in your own three, and you beat the Vikings and you – even if you played poorly, if you play tough against the Vikings and you lose, you go, look, you lost. But, like, look, you're playing tough. It's going to happen eventually. The bounces are going to go your way. They're getting blown out. They don't look like they're on the same field as these teams, Adam. They just don't. And then on top of that, in practice, the week after losing to an awful 0-3 team, awful, the Vikings aren't good this year. They're terrible. Kirk Cousins can't throw. The week after that, you're going to go out and get into an argument with J.J. Watt. That's why he got fired, Adam. Now we've beat this one to death. <laughs> um, we, we we're, we're very different in our views on this. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see where the Texans go from here, how they progress the this.
0: Very true.
1: So, with that being said, my loser of the week um, is actually an entire league. Now, they've done some things well. It was a jumbled mess at the start, when uh, people didn't even know if their season was going to happen. Then you started the season, and you had like eight teams getting COVID and you had to cancel a bunch of games. But it all worked out fine. They made it. They finally got to the playoffs. They got into a bubble. But the mistake that they made all the way back in what was it, March, February, March?
0: April, April.
1: Yeah. Could come back to bite them. The fact that the Astros are still in it <laughs> is just such an L for the MLB. <sighs> and the fact that, like, outside, the, the fact that they've had one series go to five games, the fact that the Marlins... Made it this far in the playoffs.
0: <laughs> Took out the Cubs. Took out the Cubs. The
1: Twins. The Cubs, the Cubs are a fan
0: favorite.
1: You had the Twins and the White Sox, two teams that people were
0: excited to see because they haven't been here in so long. Choke. I mean, the Padres. The Padres put out. I mean, yes, they're like last night's game was close. The first and tonight's game were awful. Yeah, the I mean, Padres, they, were and they're 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 a, they're, they're a fan to favorite
1: too. Yeah, Fernando Tatis is supposed to be the future of the MLB. He's done. You've got the big-spending Dodgers, the big-spending Yankees, the cheating Astros, and the no-one-gives-a-damn-about-of-Braves left.
0: <laughs> Braves, Braves are an underrated team. They're, I mean, as much as I don't like them, as a Phillies fan, they're a fun team to watch. they got a lot of really good young players. Look. Ronald Acuna, insane. Freddie Freeman, he's, I mean, he's a veteran, but he's still prime he's a prime player. They're a good baseball team. But they're not
1: they're not a baseball team that people have been tuning into and following and have the same devotion to.
0: Very true. Very true. And yeah. I
1: just think with the I think the Rays would be an exciting team if they make it through. Um if they pull out this game 5, I think Rays Astros is much more exciting than Yankees Astros. I don't think anyone really wants to, other than Yankees fans and yeah, the the occasional Astros fan out there who you know doesn't really care about cheating yeah we're we're gonna we're gonna come at you Astros fans you know you're cheaters just live with it don't root for your team anyway <laughs> that being said just the, the, the ALCS alone is tough for for the MLB and, and as you said just the predictability of it the Dodgers are probably going to the World Series.
0: That'd be fourth time in a row.
1: Yeah. And they haven't won. Have they won any of them? Nope. Dude, they're like the, uh, they're like the Buffalo Bills of baseball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, I just think that with all of that, especially with the length that they've gone to to get this season going
0: and maintain this season,
1: it's just been a terrible week.
0: I think on top of that, I mean, this is sort of out of control, out, uh, out of their control sort of because of Corona, but the fact that their prime time of their season, the, the races, the playoffs has come with at the same time as playoff basketball, playoff hockey, the start of NFL and the College elections football. even.
1: That's true too.
0: College football. I mean, I think there's just so much going on they've also sort of been overshadowed by all that, which has also hurt them. Because I think I, in I, part,
1: you had a lot of people who hadn't been this tuned in because of the whole Astros thing. Because people think like this league is just a joke. It's just been... As, as I'm saying it, the longer the Astros stay in the playoffs, the worse it looks on the MOP. And... The worse Obviously, it looks
0: but the more people are going to no, 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 watch. No, I do no. I'm
1: not saying I'm not saying from that's a the only thing. I'm not saying from a viewing perspective. I'm saying from a purely baseball perspective. The longer the Astros are in the playoffs the worse it looks on the MLP.
0: It will be interesting to see how long Manfred can survive all this. That's that's what I'm I'm really fascinated to see how far that goes. If the Astros win the World Series I think you, that's the axe. It's got to be the axe. Uh, it should be interesting because I feel like there's a chance he may be axed anyway, but I could also see them I, being hard to get him out.
1: I, I wouldn't see – I wouldn't – yeah, I, I, I'm with you. He, he probably should be axed by now, to be honest. <laughs> but – Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, should we put a, a bet on if Rob Manford has a job by December 31st? Oof. I'll go with yes. You think so?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I want to say yes because I know it's a rational thing to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they want to look for a new commissioner.
1: Yeah. it's, through, it's just... I, think,
0: I think they at least want to see, see out the pandemic, which means at least going through starting next season.
1: Yeah, I was going to say given the given the circumstances with COVID, it's really hard to in the middle of like cuz your whole off season is going to be a lot different because of all the COVID restrictions and all that. It's really hard to do all that and have someone integrating into the mix. So yeah, I think he's he's uh he's going to last the pandemic. And um yeah. I think Justin we've uh, had a good episode. Time to
0: call it. I think it's been a great episode, actually.
1: I, you know, we've gotten to a lot of tangent. Like we didn't have too much on the uh, on the rundown today, but we've gotten off topic in a lot of positive
0: ways. Natural flow of the conversation. Be like, Natural oh. flow of the TJBQ. It's been a night, go bird. So,
1: uh, we'll call it there. Last we'll snap if for made it all the way through. And, uh, we'll let the beat you out. Good night. Or good
0: afternoon. Or good evening. We'll see. <laughs>